Thank you for standing. My name is Heather Green. I am a daughter of the King and also of Greg Waybright. <sighs> Our script reading today is from 2 Timothy 2, 14 through 16 and 24 through 25. Keep reminding God's people of these things. Warn them before God against quarreling about words. It is of no value and only ruins those who listen. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. Avoid godless chatter because those who indulge it will become more and more ungodly. Paul continues in verse 24. And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but must be kind to everyone, able to teach, not resentful. Opponents must be gently instructed in the hope that God will grant them repentance, leading them to a knowledge of the truth. This is the word of the Lord. You may be seated. Well, good morning, Lake Avenue. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I'm so delighted to be back to celebrate and participate in Dr. Greg and Chris's Waybright's 10th anniversary service here at Lake Avenue. It's hard to believe that 10 years ago, on the date of September 23rd, a contingent from Chicago was invited to participate in the installation of Dr. Waybright as your senior and lead pastor. Needless to say, many of you were enthusiastically pleased, some over the top borderline, that he was leaving us and joining you in Pasadena. Now, none of you went too overboard in expressing your joy. Okay, many of you did. It's taken me 10 years, but all is finally forgiven. He's right where he's supposed to be. That was truly a memorable service. I remember Dr. Rankin and Dr. Fun performing one of the most complex, well-orchestrated and enjoyable piano duets I've ever heard. Fabulous. The orchestra and choir, you guys were marvelous. Dr. Waybright's daughter, Heather, sang a beautiful, melodious song. And I believe, Heather, that it was announced that you were carrying your first child here. Now, how many children do you have now, Heather? Three. Three, praise God. And how many are named after me? We must continue to be fruitful and multiply. Pastor Albert Tate, former pastor, let us and a soulful rendition of, here he comes, seated on the throne. Now, I can't sing, so I'm not going to sing it, but he sung it to God's glory. The multi-talented Brandon Waybright directed a wonderful smooth jazz ensemble. 
And Dr. Paul Cedar, former pastor of Lake Avenue, Lord bless him, shared how the Lord's hand directed the process that led Dr. Waybright and Chris to Lake Avenue. Dr. T. Tianu, then academic dean for Trinity Evangelical Divinity School, provided the installation charge entitled Leadership in a Diverse Community. From 1 Timothy 4, 11, chapter 5 through verse 2. Dr. Tianu challenged Dr. Waybright and the congregation to hold these facts true. Guard the truth of God's Word. Let your progress be obvious publicly. Let people see that you love the Lord and you love His people. Be consistent. There should be no dichotomy between your public and private life. Listen to this one, church. Free him up in the office. Tiffany and staff, you've done a great job. Allow him to step into his gifts of loving and interacting with people. You're not as young as Timothy, but you're a young man and you still look young to me. (laughs) Exercise your gifts boldly as a scholar, theologian, and teacher. Be careful how you manage your relationships in the church. Be an example of integrity. And finally, encourage him to pursue relationships with family and friends like yours truly. I think he may have mentioned provide a place of residence and a generous stipend for his dear and humble friend, Dr. William Washington. Okay, okay, I'm reaching, I'm reaching. Jeremy, I'm reaching. Finally, Dr. Tianu's main admonition to Dr. Waybright that he would always unashamedly be faithful to God's Word, reminding the congregation of Lake Avenue of God's power his presence, and warning them that there is no one to fear but the Lord. That brings us to our scripture for the day, 2 Timothy 2, 14 and 16, and verses 24 and 25. And I'll read them again. Keep reminding God's people of these things. Warn them before God against quarreling about words. It is of no value and only ruins those who listen. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. Avoid godless chatter because those who indulge in it will become more and more ungodly. And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but must be kind to everyone, able to teach, not resentful. Opponents must be gently instructed in the hope that God will grant them repentance, leading them to a knowledge of truth. The most imperative ammunition is found in verse 14, keep reminding God's people of these things. Why is this vital? 
Because God recognizes that we constantly need to be reminded of God's goodness, his grace and compassion. Paul is also reminding us of God's power working through us as evident in 2 Timothy 1.7. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power that is big and discipline. These must be infused in our lives to create loving, transforming relationships. You see, the world's intent is that we succumb to being reduced to quarreling and godless chatter as the answers and solutions for our world's challenges. Church, if we're not attuned and focused as human beings, we tend to gravitate to the negative. During these past 10 years at Lake Avenue, there have been some trying and difficult situations as there are in many churches and communities. Racial and ethnic injustice and violence, black lives matter, blue lives matter, all lives matter. International and national disasters, economic upheaval, losses of jobs and homes and personal and retirement income, the ongoing immigration debate and reform, political, discord. And the list could go on and on and on. These legitimate concerns that consume our thoughts, feelings, and our daily lives have the potential to draw people away from one another. Quarreling and dissonance and disagreements have a tendency to cause deep wounds and hurt in the body of Christ. God's Word is clear that we as believers should be unified as we love and provide hope to those who may not experience God's love. That is what we should do. And for this reason, we must be vigilant in correctly living the Word of God and reminding people of God's presence in all things. Let me provide an example of a minister who shunned those responsibilities. A pastor was driving through a small community. A state trooper pulled him over for exceeding the speed limit. The trooper realized the minister and began to have conversation with him. The trooper then noticed a brown bag in the passenger seat, and it didn't look like a Gatorade bottle. The trooper asked, Pastor, what's in that bag? The pastor replied, that, my son, is just spring water, as sweet as I've ever tasted. The trooper, recognizing his civic duty and responsibility, had to sample the contents only to find that it was not water, it was wine. When the trooper announced his discovery, the pastor words were these. Jesus has done it again. He's turned my water into wine. Poor pastor, we got to pray for him. This pastor lacked integrity. This pastor brought shame upon himself and his witness. 
Thanks be to God that through his grace, Dr. Waybright has not brought shame to the cause of Christ here at Lake Avenue. He's done his best to present himself faithfully as one approved by God. Verse 16 focuses on avoiding godless chatter. Why is this important, church? Because words that we mindlessly utter really do matter. They influence how we think about people, how we interact with people, how we value people, how we relate to people, how we love people. Proverbs 15, 4 says, the soothing tongue is a tree of life, but a perverse tongue crushes the spirit. So when we focus on unproductive and unwholesome talk, it affects us at our core, which now brings us to verses 24 and 25. Paul is exhorting us that the Lord's servant must not be a person who stands in the midst of unhealthy and unproductive conversation, but they must be kind, able to teach, and not resentful. And in verse 25, they will, doesn't say might, doesn't say maybe, they will face opposition, but what must be gentle in their instruction. This summer, Dr. Waybright was the keynote speaker at our student leadership retreat. The Lord used his time with us in a powerful and a phenomenal way to bring encouragement to our Bethel students and staff alike. The most consistent thing that I heard from staff and students was his kindness, his authenticity, his visible love for the Lord and his people, coupled with his tenacity to preach the word of God. The only complaint or criticism was how he took advantage of an overmatched college student on a tennis court. He beat him pretty bad. I'm pleased to tell you that he's getting therapy, although he may never play tennis again. Over the years, I've listened to quite a few of Dr. Waybright's sermons here at this church addressing some of the multiple challenges many of you have been experiencing. He strove to share God's way and encourage you to pursue that with all of your being. Verse 24 talks about his responsibility to you, and I believe he has carried out that responsibility faithfully. Verse 25 is God's responsibility to help you navigate hope and assist you in pursuing truth in your life. These past 10 years have been exhilarating, challenging, and rewarding. Lives have been transformed, hearts have been renewed, and hope has been restored. Let us, however, continue to be vigilant our work is never done. As we leave here today, ask that God's presence and power lead and direct us to provide hope to the world around us. May this next chapter 
reflect God's blessings on Lake Avenue. The elders, the deacons, the pastoral staff, and the man of God whose job and responsibility it is to remind God's people of the value of doing it God's way. Amen? Amen. Heavenly Father, we rejoice. We're so thankful for the servant that you have bestowed upon this church. The sacrifices that he and his wife and family have made, Lord, to serve and to love those that you have entrusted unto their care. And so, Lord God, may this congregation continue to demonstrate and display their love and encouragement. May they continue to pray for the Waybright and Green family. May they, Lord, continue to be a light upon a hill in the city of Pasadena and beyond. And Lord, may your spirit continually be used to transform lives for Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen.